Good morning, good noonday, good noontime, good midday, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, good night, good midnight, good midnight, whatever time of day it is. See, I want you to know, hey, I'm Lynn Ferguson. You know what? I approve this message. <laughs> I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tassidy, your host here on the show, Lynn Spence, the podcast dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world. And it's also dedicated to music. So, remaining in the Black lands, aka Kemet, <laughs> we will be focusing on the need to believe in yourself to make your dreams come true. You know? Of course, there's also wishing on a star. Want to know more? Want to, want to know more? Well, you just sit back, relax. Why don't you grab a snack and let's jump in? Lens Movies. So this is just a quick educational episode or informational about the job search and procuring a job and how to do that or whatever. So number one, obviously a resume. I wasn't really going to go this in depth with it. I was just going to tell you a situation that happened. I did get a job today. I'm a manager at my local grocery store that is nowhere from where I live. And I'm really excited. I am making almost 20 an hour. And for a grocery store job, like, that you just got out of nowhere and didn't have to work your way up the ladder for, like, management, like, you know, that's definitely a feat, you know, to be making that kind of money in St. Louis, where the cost of living has exponentially gone up, but, or substantially gone up, but is still cheap compared to the rest of the country. But one of the things you're gonna need is obviously a good resume. It makes the application process quicker if you're doing an application. It actually alleviates, you know, the need for an application to even be, you know, completed in a lot of situations. In most cases for me with the jobs that I apply for, but that also comes with the other thing that I wanted to mention and that is skill. If you don't have a skill outside of just like a, what you would require of any employee at any job, you're not going to be able to get jobs that are going to pay you, you know, several anywhere from several dollars more than the minimum wage in your area to, you know, on average, $10 more, as much as $10 more, and even more. So like for me, I am a data entry clerk by trade. Uh, Data entry is when you enter numerical, alphanumerical data in computers in order to, you know, translate data into a spreadsheet or, you know, certain registries in the company or whatever. Um, when I did it for the USDA, I was translating written survey and typed survey information on paper surveys into the computer system so that we could get the stats on, you know, all of the different hormones and ingredients used with the agricultural process, with a lot of the local farms and not so local, but, you know, national farms and or American farms and things like that. Mm-hmm. But data entry is, long story short, just typing into a computer 
really fast so that you can quickly get information into the system. Usually it requires you at the very least no tin key, which is another way of saying, um, referring to the, they're on old school computers, like on desktop computers, even to this day, but not in every situation. It depends on what kind of computer you're dealing with. But back in the day, it always was the case. There's a section on the right side of the keyboard that has a whole nother set of numbers that are separate from the numbers that go straight across the top of your keyboard. And there's like an enter button and some symbols like the dash or hyphen and the slash sign and a decimal um, or a period, whatever you want to call it, all that good stuff. That is what that's for. So like that's for people like me who need to type in some kind of numerical data very quickly. So whereas it would take someone probably like a whole minute to type just one line of what we would have to type from like a survey at the USDA in Overland, it would take someone like me who back then was typing at over 100 words per minute, less than a few seconds to type that kind of information, that same amount of information. So that's a, a very coveted skill that can get you into like, you know, like I said, I worked with the USDA, that was a federal job. I also worked with the Department of Housing and Urban Development, calculating utilities for different apartments across the nation, anywhere from Nebraska to Missouri, Illinois, definitely all over the place. Another skill that I have is marketing. So I am very good with sales and marketing. And that is a very coveted trait as well. If you have marketing experience, you could, now that's a really good trait to have. If you're like really good at it and you're also very comfortable in the field, you can work anywhere between, anywhere from like, you know, the average sales and marketing jobs you see on Indeed that, you know, are like, you know, lower level paying anywhere from like 12 to, you know, 20 something an hour plus commission all the way up to working for like very big companies in your area or even in the nation doing marketing with them so that's a good skill to have another good skill that i have as well is telecommunications so that kind of translates that's in the area of customer service i have very good customer service skills and i have titles like customer service titles to match that skill so it's easier for me to get a job in customer service than someone else who doesn't have that. Now that speaks to experience as well as what I've been talking about, um, skills, which is another good thing to have. You want to have, you know, certain jobs that look make your resume look great. And really the way it's supposed to work is the jobs get better as you progress. But back to what I was saying about the skills, Telecommunications and customer care specialty is very good, you know, skills to have. You definitely can get yourself through a lot of doors that would require a bachelor's or an associate's in any other situation. You know, if you ever see like through like, while you're jo applying for jobs, like a lot of the time you'll see like BA or um, equivalent experience or associates or equivalent experience preferred. Those are, key word is or. 
So if you are able to get those types of jobs, you know, that's what you need to do. But in order to get them, that's why I started off with, you know, the skills. You need to have some kind of way to get in the door. And if you don't have the experience and that's what you're trying to get, then you're going to have to use either relevant experience that you do have. Well, you're going to have to use that and you're going to have to use skills that you can bring to the table. You're also going to have to obviously be able to show proof of like where you've exemplified those skills or whatever, shown those skills and or, you know, gained those skills or that training. But that is what will keep you from constantly applying for fast food jobs and restaurant jobs and bar bar jobs, just everyday, you know, regular shit. Like, you know, that'll keep you, because when you can do that, then you can work in atmospheres that, now obviously if you're not white, it's not gonna be a better atmosphere in a lot of different ways, because usually those atmospheres are more white. That's why people grow up more so, um, on average, being taught this kind of stuff than Black people do. But I learned this at an earlier age, when I was still, like, a teenager. So, like, ever since I was 17, I've been working, like, very good jobs. One of my first jobs was an administrative assistant turned insurance worker with a rehabilitation detoxification facility. So it's very possible to maneuver yourself into these situations. One of the biggest things that comes with this as well, though, that has gotten me a lot of these positions and has lost me a lot of them immediately after walking in the door, the gift of gap. So when you're able to really market yourself, so people who have marketing experience, you're going to have a leg up in this you know, realm. If you're able to very adequately market yourself, to, you know, tailored for every job that you apply for. Um, Just like your resume, it should be tailored for each type of job that you're applying for. Or it should be encompassing enough that you can use it for every job. It's your best bet. It is the best thing. You can literally skip everything that I said before this. You can skip all of that if you have the gift of gab. Or if you fake that shit, if you feign that shit. Like, if you are able to really sell yourself, you can even sell your weaknesses. You know? You can sell someone on your weaknesses. It's all about, like, the wording and, like, how you perceive situations and the perspective, therefore, that you paint for the person, the audience, the person who's listening, the interviewer, and how you hold yourself, you know, what you joke about, how you joke about things, if you if you even joke about anything, if you have a sense of humor, eye contact, intention, eye contact with intention, and intent behind your eyes. Now, don't eyeball these motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but like, there's a way that you look at someone when you mean business. So I could get further into this, but I just wanted to bring this to you because I was thinking after I got this position, I started thinking about my ex. And when he broke up with me, his brother was basically like going off on me through Facebook, 
after trying to pry and get more information about the breakup and when he found that I was not stupid enough to confide in him about that type of stuff, he turned from this like alleged sweet guy to, you know, who was just, you know, trying to console me to, you know, this berater and abuser who was going off on me and saying I wasn't good enough for his brother. One of the things he said is that he brought up basically something that let me know that my ex was confiding in him about certain things that he was feeling about me and things that we were going through. So when I was down there, I was trying to get a job and I had to settle on Walmart because in this podunk little town in Southern Illinois, I was not being hired for the positions I was qualified for. Mind you, by this point, I had already worked with the USDA department. I was literally had just left my job with the Department of Housing and Urban Development to move in with my boyfriend at the time and um, down there in that little podunk town and I couldn't work my job anymore. So, you know, I'm not some nobody who, you know, should be hired at McDonald's. But, like, they wouldn't hire me for, like, a front desk associate job at a hotel at the hotel down there. They wouldn't hire me as a teller at the bank for Regions down there. And Regions and I have had problems for a minute. They wouldn't hire me anywhere. Not in a position that I was deserving of. The two places that wanted to hire me were, even the dollar store wouldn't hire me down there. It's a little small little town that was like 3,900 people, 3,500 people in Southern Illinois. So it was like all white, basically. It's like maybe 15% black, not even, maybe five to 15%. But I applied for a store management position and they wouldn't even hire me for that at the dollar store. I think it was Dollar Tree. It was either Dollar Tree or Dollar General. It might've been Dollar General. The only places that I, oh, um, that technically did hire me were the Walmart and the Taco Bell. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Taco Bell. I think it was a Papa John's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Either that or a Pizza Hut. And it was just crazy. So I was confiding in, you know, who was my boyfriend at that point in time when I was going through all that. And little did I know he was talking to his brother about the shit. Which, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I know how I feel about that to some degree, but I don't completely know how I feel about that. Because on one hand, I'm like, this is our business. Like, why are you talking to him about my shit? And I don't even know. Um, but on the other hand, I'm like, especially with people I haven't met in your family, you know, like you're painting a bad image of me. But on one hand, I'm like that. And then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, yeah, but this is his brother. So like, you know, I mean, I can't tell him he can't talk to his brother about stuff he wants to talk to his brother about. Like, I know I talk to my sister about whatever I would want to talk to her about. So, but like, I don't know, it's just weird. But one of the things he said, the brother, when he was going off on me about how I wasn't good enough for his boyfriend or his brother, and um, it's good that he's not with me anymore, and this, that, and the third, is that. I needed to work my way up the ladder. I need to stop claiming that people are discriminating against me just because they didn't hire me on as like a leader 
or like, you know, um, something other than an uh, entry level associate. You know what I'm saying? He's like, that's how it works. You have to work your way up the ladder. And I'm just like, you may have to work your way up the ladder, but I know what I'm worth. And of course, when I moved back to St. Louis, which I was already back in St. Louis when we were arguing about this or he was going off on me about this, whatever. I just blocked him after saying a few things to him in response. But it's funny because just weeks later, I ended up getting a job, a management position in CCS with Nordstrom. So it's just funny. But anyway, that was the main reason for bringing the episode is just like, you know, letting people know, you know, you don't have to listen to what everybody else says about you know, what you can and can't do, you know, it's usually the people who are told that they can't do this, that, and the third, who work against that, who get those very things. So believe in yourself and apply yourself. You'll be great. You'll be absolutely fine. But I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show, and I welcome you next time we jump in. Lynn's convinced.